Good morning, and welcome to According to the Scriptures. My name is Kyle Webb, and I serve as the minister for the Mars Hill Church of Christ that meets in Christiana, Tennessee, and we're happy that you are joining our program for today. Uh, Last week, I was on vacation, and so today we get back to uh, our series, Why I'm a Member of the Church of Christ, and today we begin reason number six why I'm a member of the Church of Christ. It is scriptural in name. Before we get into our program, as we usually do, we have a word of prayer, and we'll do that again today. Let us bow. Our holy and righteous Heavenly Father, we thank you for the many blessings that you've given to us. and We thank you for this day. We thank you for our time together. And we thank you for for your word, for the ability that we have to study it together. And we pray, Father, Father, that you would help us in our understanding of it, help us to apply it to our lives, and help us to do those things that bring glory and honor to your name. We are thankful for your church, and we're thankful for uh, the ability that we have to to fellowship with one another, to worship you, and and to serve you. And we pray, Father, that you would help us to be a part of the church that that you have established, the the church that we read about in your word. We want to be uh, members of that church, and and we uh, again are thankful for everything that you gave in order to bless us as you have. We thank you for your son, for his sacrifice for our sins, and for all that he means to us, and it is through Jesus that we humbly pray. Amen. All right, as we get into our lesson for today, uh, we are looking at how the, the church is scriptural in name. When we look at denominations, we see many many different names and each one is representative in in a different way of a different type of belief Uh, something that is not the same in other churches and so we see that that there are many different beliefs and 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 we see that throughout the world that we live in but Is that the church that God wants us to be a part of? Is that the church that God wants us to be members of? Is that the the way that we describe his church? Or are these man-made institutions that are not doing the things that are pleasing to God? I think that is the ultimate question. Now, as we look at names, some people may believe that names are not important. I'm under the impression that names are important, and especially the name that we that associates us with God's church, with Christ's church. For instance, let's look at the importance of names. God named man. We begin in Genesis chapter 5 and verse 2. He created them male and female and blessed them and called them mankind in the day they were created. In Genesis 2, we see that the, the 
responsibility for these names. We see, again, a significance here, okay? In Genesis chapter 2 and verse 21, And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman, and he brought her to the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones, and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Adam had been given responsibility for naming the creatures of the garden. And as he looked upon this creature that God had created for him specifically, he looked at her and saw that she was made from him. God had created man. God had created woman, and Adam called her woman because she was taken out of man. And so we see this responsibility that he had in naming these creatures. And we see the difference between man and woman. And yet they are of the same flesh and of the same bone. Abram and Sarai's names were changed. Now, as we look at the significance of names, we look at Abram and Sarai, and we see a significance in the names that they were given. Genesis 17, and beginning with verse 3. Genesis 17, and beginning with verse 3. Then Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you. And you shall be a father of many nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. Verse 15, then God said to Abraham, as for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. Now, as we look at the significance of names, why would God change their names if it wasn't important to him? They had dedicated themselves to following God. They they, they didn't uh, adhere to the things of the world any longer, but now they were focusing their lives and their full attention on serving God. And so this name change meant something to them. Jacob's name was also changed in Genesis 32, beginning with verse 27. So he said to him, what is your name? He said, Jacob. God said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men and 
have prevailed. Jacob's name was changed because uh, of something significant in his life. And we see that it's not Jacob's name that is attached to God's people, but the name of Israel going forward. It was important that Jacob had this new identity. He he was no longer the deceiver that he had once been. So he needed a new name. And his new name became Israel. We also see, uh, as we look at Scripture, as we move into the New Testament, Paul's condemnation of names that were used to divide. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 12. 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 12. Now I say this, that each of you says, I am of Paul, or I am of Apollos, or I am of Cephas, or I am of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius, lest anyone should say that I had baptized in my own name. Yes, I also baptized the household of Stephanus. Besides, I do not know whether I baptized any other, for Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of no effect. How, uh, as we look at 1 Corinthians 1, we, we see these different names and and the best way to, to describe this, the way that, that I have heard it described by other preachers, it's almost as if taking a name of someone who baptized you and saying, I am a follower of them. I am a follower of this preacher or I am a follower of that preacher. And when we do that, we are, are not associating ourselves with Christ as we should, but with man. And Paul said, this is not to be the case. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Certainly not. And so as we look at this, uh, this passage here, we understand that we are to be followers of Christ. And yes, it mattered what name these followers associated themselves with. They were not supposed to associate themselves with man, but in the name of Christ and Christ alone. Take, for instance, how certain names are used today. Jezebel and Judas. We don't hear children named Jezebel and Judas very often, do we? What, what does that 
that conjure up the idea there's a negative thought because Jezebel and Judas were evil. Judas, I'm sure, did some great things in his life, but but in the end, what is he known for? He is known for betraying Christ. And Jezebel, again, she is well known for her wickedness as well as her husband, Ahab. Uh, We don't hear children that that have the name Benedict very often either, uh, unless it is a last name. We may think of Benedict Arnold, and I remember from from history the betrayal that came through him. And we don't associate our children with those. Satan or Lucifer, those are not names that we use them for very good reason. Would you name a child Fido? Fido is well known as an animal's name, and we don't name our children typically after animals. If names were not important to us, why would it matter what you name your dog or what you name your child? It it wouldn't. Those things would not matter. And so we, we have this association with these names, and names are important to us. Even today, we understand the importance of a name. Now, as we look at the church, and as we look at this study, why I am a member of the Church of Christ, I I have to understand that I am a member of the Church of Christ because it bears a scriptural name. For instance, let's look at at several verses that tell us how the church is referred to in the New Testament. And and there are several here. You might want to take out a a pen and paper or or something to take notes on and write these down and look at them later if you would like. Though the church is not given a specific name in Scripture, It is referred to in a significant way. In significant ways, rather. Matthew 16 and verse 18. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Notice that when Jesus referred to his church, He referred to it as his church, as the church that he would build. It is singular in nature, as we have been looking at in previous lessons. On this rock, I will build my church. Catholicism teaches that the church is built on Peter, and that's not the case. And Peter was not the first pope. And and these are things for another lesson. Uh, as a matter of fact, these are in a lesson that, that we are getting ready to do this Wednesday night. Uh, we, we are ahead in this same series uh, in our own Bible studies at Mars Hill. But 
that's not what the scripture is talking about. That's not what Jesus was talking about. But the church was going to be founded on Peter's faith. On this rock. Uh, The rock of your faith. the, The rock of the confession that you have made. That you believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. On this rock, I will build my church. Acts chapter 8 and verse 1. Acts 8 and verse 1. Now Saul was consenting to his death. The death of Stephen. At that time, a great persecution arose against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Notice the mention of the church. At that time, a great persecution arose against the church. Paul was involved, if not a great leader, in this persecution of the church. But notice that the church was not only founded in Jerusalem, that's another lesson as well, but it is referred to here as the church. That is a way that the church is referred to. It is simply the church. There there are not many churches as is taught today and in denominations. But what is referred to here in Acts is the only church that existed at that time and the only church that God recognizes as his own. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 2. 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 2. To the church of God, which is at Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, with all who in every place call on the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours. Notice here that the church is referred to as the church of God. If we are looking at scriptural names, names which could be used to refer to the church, it would be perfectly fine for us to place on our sign out front of our building, Mars Hill Church of God. That is a scriptural name. It is a reference to the belonging, the church belonging to God. And it does belong to God. And it was scriptural for Paul to use this name when referring to the church, which was at Corinth. Now, the reason that we do not use that name on our signs to to describe this church, we, we don't use that name in the world because that name is associated with a denomination, with a different teaching. There is a denomination that is referred to as the Church of God. They refer to themselves by a biblical name. But today we we widely recognize that this is not the church that belongs to Christ. This is not the church that is referred to in the Bible because 
they teach different things and they practice different things than what we are taught in scripture. So the name itself, there's nothing wrong with, with using the name Church of God. But again, we, we typically associate this with a denomination and we refrain from using that name, at least as a public name. In Romans 16 and verse 16, Romans 16 and verse 16, greet one another with a holy kiss. The churches of Christ greet you. The churches of Christ. This is a biblical name. It is a scriptural name. And it describes the church that belongs to Christ, the church that was established by the shedding of his blood. Not only is it a scriptural name, but it is the name that, that, that the church has chosen to use in public because it does represent the teachings of the Bible most of the time. Now, there are churches, there are congregations that refer to themselves as churches of Christ that we understand do not teach what is in the scriptures. And we know that that, that is, is contradictory to what God's word teaches. But overall, this name in public represents a name that that is associated with the church that is in the Bible. Back years ago, I don't remember this, but uh, but some uh, of our older listeners, with all due respect, may, may understand and, and recognize this. But I, I know I've heard many times that that there was a, a time, uh, a time period in which people knew that. If you want to find the answer to a question from Scripture, if you want an answer for something in the Bible, don't go to a denomination, but go to a member of the Church of Christ because they will will typically know those answers. Now, today, we don't know those answers as well as we used to. And it's something that we need to get back to. We need to get back to studying God's word the way that we once did so that we can know these answers. But the Church of Christ, the name Church of Christ meant something and it still means something today. It is a scriptural name. It is scriptural for us to use that name in reference to the church of Jesus Christ. Ephesians 4 and verse 12. For the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. The church is referred to as the body of Christ. Christ is our head. And so we act as his body. We are his hands and feet. And as his body, as branches of the vine, we are to bear fruit. But each one has different abilities. And all of these things are to be used for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, 
for the edifying, the uplifting, the building up of the body of Christ. 1 Timothy 3 and verse 15. But if I am delayed, Paul speaking to Timothy, writing to him, but if I am delayed, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. Another scriptural name, a a reference to the church of the Bible, the church of the living God. And one more, Hebrews 12 and verse 23, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven, to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, to the general assembly and the church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven. The church of the firstborn referring to how we are born into Christ. We are our newborn babes. We are born again into Christ when we are obedient to the word, when we are baptized for the remission of sins. This also is a scriptural reference to the church. Now again, other churches use names not found in scripture. There are some churches that use names that are found in Scripture, but that doesn't make them right in the sight of God. If they are not practicing and doing and teaching His will, then they cannot be the church of the Bible. But there are many, many other denominations that use names that are not found in Scripture, and thus these names cannot be used to refer to our uh, to the church that we are a part of. That they cannot be used to refer to or describe the name of the church that is established in the Bible. They cannot be used as those names because those churches did not exist in the times of the scripture. The church of Christ being a scriptural name is used to separate us from the so-called denominations of our day. It is a scriptural name and it is worthy of our use. We have a little bit more to go in this lesson and we'll get into that uh, next week, Lord willing. Um, But I do thank you for joining me today and for being uh, a part of our program. And I I hope that, that it is a blessing to you, that these things are helpful to you. If you need to contact us, the best way is to go to Uh, our congregation's website, www.marshillcoc.org, marshillcoc.org, and there is a link on the front page for you to send us a message, and you can do that, and if you have any questions, we would be glad to answer them. Um, If you would just like to contact us, we would love to hear from you to know that you're listening, but thank you for being with me today. I hope to be back with you again next week, Lord willing, Tuesday at 11 a.m. as together we study another portion of the scriptures. Until we meet again, may God bless you.